Did you hear the big news? We started a private university. We are rolling out a new design certificate program and a master's degree program along with our Design Suite Mastermind. We have new enrollment dates coming up for these programs. And if you want to watch a 10-minute video and learn more, go to designsuitecourses.com learn. My name is Karina Gardner, and I'm what you would call a practical designer. If you're ready to create a life that you love, become an incredible force for good, and generate income while pursuing your dreams, this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Make and Design. I've been playing musical chairs with my podcast episodes because this is an episode that I'm doing right before it's coming out, probably like a week before it comes out. And generally, I try to do some episodes kind of ahead of time. And so I had to move some of my episodes around because today I want to talk about Taylor Swift. Now, I know not everybody is a big fan of Taylor Swift. Uh, I've really liked her over the years as I've seen her you know, build her particular empire. And I think there are a lot of things here that we can learn as designers. I'm inspired by this because I just saw last night, this is Thanksgiving weekend, I just went to watch the Airs Tour concert movie for the second time with my daughter who hadn't been yet. And I forgot how inspiring it was and how she really is doing an amazing job with what she was do with what she has done. She's also been a topic of discussion on some of my um, groups with business women. Very interesting things, and I thought we could start with some of that and talk about her economic impact because I think it's it's a lot. It's pretty impressive because um, I think she's a smarter businesswoman that than most people give her credit for. I think they see her creativity and her work and they love her music, but she is very brilliant at what she does on a lot of different levels and talk about how this relates to you and design. So I promise this is going to relate to design and some of the things I've seen her do that I believe all creatives should be doing. This is a, a an interesting thing because I actually think the methods that we teach in Design Suite actually apply to all fields of creative study. And the reason I see it is because I've had lots of friends who have won and failed in creative fields and they've done exactly the same things that we teach in our design suite program. But also uh, I have two daughters. I've talked about this. I have three kids, but my two oldest daughters, um, one of them is in animation. One of them is in creative writing. And I know enough people in those industries that if they just simply do the things that we teach in Design Suite. I know that I'm unconcerned. They are both going to have great creative careers. And so if you are creative listening to this, I actually think this applies to you as well, whether you're in music, whether you're in design, whether on YouTube, whether you're creating you're a creative writer perhaps or a novelist, um, whether you're doing woodshop. I am telling you that the things that I'm about to tell you, they relate to all creatives. So let's start first with kind of the amazing impact. And by the way, I, I just, if you haven't gone to see the Airs Tour movie, even if you don't love her music, it is brilliantly done. Very smart. Um, I should pull up numbers for how much that movie has made. But let's first talk about total economic impact. Uh, there has been a well-cited study by Question Pro that calculates, and this I have seen this number change earlier Earlier yesterday, I looked at the number and it was $4.3 billion. I looked at the number today and it's already jumped up 
to $5 billion. So they calculated Swifties have already directly spent around $5 billion in destinations around the country. This is for just the United States. She's currently in um, South America. She is moving to Europe for the early part of the year, and then she's back in America for the remainder of 2024. So this is just what she's done so far, okay? They believe that's their low ball figure, which carefully adds up direct spending for fans. So this is not just like on the, you know, on the edge. This is like direct spending by fans, $5 billion. They actually believe that the total economic impact likely exceeds $10 billion. Now, I say the word billion and people sometimes are like billion, million. It's the same thing. You guys, million and billion are really different numbers. Um, million is, um, I can't remember. I feel like it was like Tony Robbins or some book I had read. It was, it was like a, a million was like, if you likened it to walking, um, around, uh, you know, the world, I'm going to get this wrong around the world. One time I'm going to look this up because I, I, this is, I think is really important for you to hear. One, we're going to do 1 billion versus 1 million. Yes, I'm on my computer trying to see if we can find an example for us so that you can understand. Okay. Um, okay, so here's this. Since a million is a thousand thousand, a million dollar bills would make a stack of 10,000 inches high. Okay, so a million dollar bills would make a stack 10,000 inches high. How many feet high would that be? Um, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. So a billion is a thousand million. So that means a billion dollar bills would be 10 million inches high. Do you guys know, like that is a huge difference from 10,000 to up to 10 million inches high. That's, that's the difference. A lot of people like, they'll just be like, Oh, million. And I'm like, Million and billion are really, really different numbers. So this is incredibly impressive. And of course, she's she's going to continue going. Um, let's just give you some examples. Uh, Pittsburgh's two concerts generated $46 million in direct spending, with 83 of those attending the concert coming from outside of the county. So it's, it's putting in hotel occupancy and all of that stuff, Okay. Los Angeles, which hosted six shows that marked the end of the first part of the tour, benefited from a total economic impact of $320 million, with 3,300 jobs created, $20 million in sales and local sales tax, and another $9 million in hotel room taxes. This, it's pretty incredible. She has, she is like her own economy at this point, building what, what is absolutely insane. So how does this have any effect on us? I think that if we kind of look at the things she's done and how long she's been around, I think if we think about this in terms of our own careers, perhaps we're not Taylor Swift and we're not going to create this monstrous movement the way she has, but we can do it in our own area of expertise, our own area of creativity, which is huge. So let's talk about that for a second. Okay. The first is, um, her long term or her longevity in her single industry and singleness of purpose. So she starts out as a country singer 
And she has been doing this for over 20 years. So this didn't happen overnight, and it certainly didn't happen just on her first album. She was popular, and I believe many of you, especially you designers, you kind of put together your first two to three years in the industry as a designer, and you will become popular with those that you're on the right platforms for, right? So it's still like this small thing. As I have been in the design business now for um, almost 16 years in January, I can tell you the longer you are in a single purpose industry and you're just very purposeful in in what you are doing and staying in that industry doesn't mean you don't pivot because she's clearly pivoted, right? Like she went from country to doing pop. She's got a lot of different genres at this point. Um, and she's been able to go with that. I'm not saying you can't pivot, but she's still doing the same thing, which is writing music. So for you, it's designing in a specific industry or maybe even hopping around in, um, industries that, um, what's the word I want to say? They staircase each other. Like they, they go hand in hand. So they make a lot of sense together, which is some one of the things that we love our designers to do. We want them to be in mediums that help each other. Okay. So for example, for me, an SVG file might also work nicely in a sticker file because those two things complement each other. I'm not doing a lot of extra design work to make it happen. So there are lots of ways you can pivot, but you're staying in the exact same genre forever for as long as you possibly can. This is for my creative writers as well, my animators, my storyboarding people, like anything that you're doing, the longer you stay in one industry, the more expert you get. First of all, because you become better at it, right? So you become an expert because you see all the different things. If you've made, if you start making logos and you're constantly making logos for 18 years, you become the best at making logos, right? Um, what I have seen is lots of people, and by simply doing this, you guys, I'm just going to say, you will, um, you will beat the average. Why do I say that? Because most people jump around to different careers over and over and over again, I would say every three to five years. They don't like the thing they're doing or it doesn't feel like it's working, so they move into a different career. That is very, very um, typical in all of our careers and industries, especially with the way that everything uh, works in you know our current economies. So you will see people jump from not only job to job to job, but they're jumping not just in a certain career lineup, they're kind of moving and making switches. If you can just decide that you are going to design for the next 20 years, five years, 10 years, you will be surprised at how much how much success you have because you're not going to be deterred when at one year you're not making the money you, you don't want to make or at two years or at three years. Instead, you're just excited about it and you're moving forward and learning from it. It's an educational piece, that first little bit. How many albums come out that only make it through the first album and then the second album fails? It doesn't work. And then they don't get a second album. I think it happens a lot, okay? And so we just have to push forward in a single um, career path, okay? So that's my number one. I think this is how we make impact is by simply sticking to our guns and sticking to a career path. Okay, two, let's talk about her volume of product. You guys know I am crazy about volume of product. I love designers to make a lot. She has 10 original albums, and then she has four re-recorded albums, and she's done that over the last, I'm going to say 20 years, but I'm not actually 100% sure. Let's just see how many years 
you guys like I'm on my computers. Uh, how many years has Taylor Swift been recording? Let's get a real number on this. Um, 2005, she released uh, six albums with, um, but she started in 2005. It's 2023 right now. Holy cow. Don't ask me to do this math, you guys. Um, that puts her almost at 20 years. She's not quite there yet, right? 15, uh, 15 and yeah, she's pretty close. She's at 18 years. So for 18 years, she's, that is a lot of albums, 10 original, and then she re-recorded four. Um, I know if anybody has Disney Plus, you can go watch her uh, recording her for- folklore uh, album uh, that she did over the pandemic, and she released two albums during the pandemic. I think while a lot of people kind of sat back and enjoyed the quietude of the pandemic, she got to work. And I know a lot of people who got to work. I know I got to work. That was a busy year for me. Now, it couldn't be for everybody, but I I think that the ones who really thought through and how they could take this as an opportunity, I think a lot of people did. Like they went out of their way to find an opportunity. I'm not saying that in your case, you could have found it or you maybe weren't in the right place for that. But as you kind of build a creative career and you're starting to get smart about it, there are opportunities on every turn. We saw a lot of opportunities during that time. And Taylor Swift really took advantage of that time because she wasn't touring. She could actually write. Now, let's talk a little bit about these four re-recorded albums. I do not profess to know a lot about Taylor Swift. You can see I'm like here on this podcast episode looking things up. But um, number three is she makes decisions that affect her bottom line. And I think this one's important and I'll tell you why. She's a musician. She's a songwriter. She's a creative. And that's what we are. And so often I see creatives kind of scooting away from the money piece of it. And you might be, well, she's in the music industry, so of course there's money. You know what? There are plenty of indie artists out there who are choosing not to take the money. I think there are plenty of designers and creatives out there who are choosing not to take the money, whether subconsciously or not, and they're not improving their craft in a way so that they can make the money. And I think that those of you who are interested in your bottom line, you are paying attention and making smart decisions that affect you. This whole thing with Taylor's version, which um, has everything to do with, I, I watched an Instagram feed about it. Let's see if I can find. Um, so basically, uh, it is due to a catalog feud over her master rights and I'm not going to get into it. All you have to do is go search up Taylor's version and you can listen more about why she's made the decision to uh, have her own rights to her own songs. The crazy thing about this is I don't know how many people in um, the music industry has done something like this. I suspect there are those that have tried, but the crazy thing is even my daughter who is 16, if we're listening to music, she'll be like, only choose Taylor's version. Like the fan base knows so much about this and this whole feud that they don't want to give money to the person who owns the versions before the Taylor's versions. Like they only want to give money to Taylor Swift. 
Now, isn't that fascinating? Which brings me to number four, which she has created of movement that where her fans completely support her and what she does. Very fascinating. Um, I've never seen, I shouldn't say I've never seen, but it sure seems like I haven't seen often an artist who the fans feel so much protection over and want to see succeed. I think a lot of times, I'm sure she, I know she has haters and there are, you know, lots of haters out there for everything. I'm telling you, there are lots of haters in the design industry as well. There are things that are said that should not be said. And that's just part of being a creative. And it's something you kind of have to get a thick skin about. And she's gone through that, AKA the Kanye West episode, right? So there are lots of reasons why, you know, a lot of people like get scared to be seen or heard or make money. And she's almost done the opposite. She's done more things to ingratiate fans than just about any artist that I've ever seen. Um, She's definitely got that girl next door that wants to be nice to you. I mean, there was a moment in the Ayers Tour uh, concert movie where she talks about being a, um, a single woman with her cats, with cat hair all over her. It's very, very um, relatable, which is very smart. And so many of you are in the season where you're trying to build a brand. And whatever you can do to let people get to know you, I think she's pretty authentic. She might have some things that, you know, are staged. I have no idea. I have zero judgment about, you know, how she does those things. But the bottom line is that if you can brand yourself, if you can come out of, you know, whatever introverted creative piece that you're in and figure out ways to get people to know you, people really do, for the most part, want to support other creatives. I really believe that, especially if your work is really beautiful and well done. Um, Even with tiny followings, I've seen really great stuff out of designers who have like small but magnificent impactful followings and audiences and I just think there's a ton of power in that so much power in that and this is it almost feels like a silly episode to be talking about Taylor Swift and I wish for goodness sakes I wish I had the rights to play her music here and we could just have a dance along and sing along but she really is a brilliant businesswoman, not only with financially what she's done through the economy. I think I just read also that she herself is now, um, from 1.1, I think is, is, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? She's assessed as being um, worth about 1.1 billion herself at this point. And there are lots of other things she's done that has really ingratiated herself to the fans, including, um, go look it up. The hundred thousand dollars she gave to all the truck drivers who were part of the concert where she was divvying out more money to those that are on her team. Very fascinating. Very, very fascinating. Um, things that she absolutely did not have to do. So I think there is a ton of power in watching and paying attention to those who are living out their creative dreams. I, I watched only a piece of the folklore on Disney, but I was truly impressed with her writing the music, how much fun she has just singing and writing the music. It feels really authentic. And I think with whatever you are doing, whether you are writing um even descriptions for your designs, whether it's the actual design work, whether it's 
cataloging your ideas and coming up with ways and mediums to produce your designs, that there is so much power that you don't even realize you have in creating and curating a brand. And if you start thinking about it in those terms, it gets very exciting. And and why is that? It gets exciting because you're creating a company without even knowing it. And I know this happened to me as I was starting my um, design career is what you're really creating is a company around you, your personal brand. That is a powerful thing. That's an exciting thing. You get to do whatever you want. The sky is the limit. And I walked out uh, now for the second time of watching that movie thinking, man, how do I become the Taylor Swift of what I do? I don't have to be the Taylor Swift of everything, but how do I become the Taylor Swift of what I do? So inspirational. And I want you to think the same thing. And maybe for you, it's not Taylor Swift. Maybe it's Beyonce. Maybe it's, I don't know, whoever you want it to be, an author that you really admire or a business person you really admire. But go out of your way to study what they're doing because they didn't get there by accident. And I promise there were a lot of bumps along the way. Nobody does this thing, becomes well-known, even small well-known in their industries without having done this for a very long time and done things that we can model as creatives so that we can become smarter, better, and think about our own careers in ways that are strategic and exciting. You guys, I think it's so exciting. I was telling my daughter as we left the theater, you know, how, how I think she's done a marvelous job. It was a beautifully done concert. All the costume changes, the transitions in music, the different errors she had up, the graphic design work. If you, even if you do not like Taylor Swift, go watch the graphic design work on the title as it comes in and the graphic design work behind her, all the moving picture. Um, when she does the Evermore album, she has all of these wonderful trees just like popping up. It looks really great. Uh, Folklore and Evermore definitely uh, epitomize cottagecore. Her outfit showed it. The background showed it. I mean, talk about getting smart about creating a look and a feel around every movement. Speak Now, she was wearing her big ball gown, which she, you know, she kind of does for that particular album. But this is what I'm talking about. Your design work actually can follow suit. You can have eras. You absolutely can. I certainly have. Um, If you go back and look at my fabric lines, there's like my early work. It tends to be more geared towards young, younger. Um, This is actually when I had my small children. You will see like there are lines in there that no one would expect from me right now. There's a line in there called Little Ark that I did. Um, I did a version called Little Ark for um, Riley Blake. I did a version called Baby Animals for Northcott when I was a fabric designer for them. There is no way, if you go back and find those lines, you will see, like, those are not lines you expect from Karina Gardner. But those were lines I did when my children were really young. That was the the place I was in. And for you, whatever era you are in right now, embody it, embrace it, come out with stuff with it, you might be ready for a new era in a year, two years, five years. You don't know. And for me, even as I started this podcast I think it's been two and a half years at this point. It was a totally 
different era for me where I went from being an independent designer to being a sharing designer, where I started sharing my experiences, what I've done over the years to make money. And I never thought I would be in this place. Never, ever, ever did I think I was going to be in this place. Um, I thought I would just continue to uh, expand my design career instead of teach some of the things that I've done. So you don't know where it's going, and I want you to embrace it, get excited about it, because world's your oyster, you guys. World is your oyster. And um, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. It's kind of a little bit different. If you like stuff like this, I would actually love to hear it in the reviews. Um, We do check your reviews. We love to know what, what people are enjoying, and we try to make more of it. So if you want to leave a review and say you liked an episode like this and you would like to hear more um, things that are about pop culture, I'm so happy to dig into that. I will tell you I'm not like this big pop culture expert, but I do have my guilty pleasures and I would love to share some of those things with you. All right, guys, I hope you stay creative and I will see you soon. Did you know you have access to more free design content, die cut files, and sewing patterns? Join our exclusive VIP group for free by going to designsweetcourses.com slash free.